Welcome to the Icon Church Leadership Podcast. My name is Alona. I'm the Operations Director at Icon, and I'm here with Justin Anderson, our lead pastor. Uh, we are back in our season two on relational practices. Again, we're doing this podcast because we believe that investing in leaders is what makes the church thrive. And so this is actually running kind of side by side our sermon series on a rule of life. And so in each episode, we're going to kind of get into the more practical, pragmatic sides of it for us. Um, and so thinking about that, we on this Sunday talked about uh, a rule of life being about other people and not just for yourself. So it's not for you, it's meant to form you. Uh, it's preparation for something outside of you, you're doing it for God and others. So Justin, you wanna talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, um, so most self-improvement, self-help books that I've read um, are really focused on you, right? How can you be better? How can mm -hmm. you do better? How can you be the fullest expression of yourself that you could possibly be? And that's good as far as it goes, but it doesn't go far enough, right? Uh, because the question then is, um, good, you know, and, and being better in all this uh, doesn't exist in a vacuum, right? Like we know good and we know better only insofar as it is most effective or more effective at what it was meant to be. Mm -hmm. So the, the Bible word for this is telos, right? This Greek word about what you're made for, your purpose, the thing for which you were created. Mm -hmm. So for us, um, we know, because Jesus tells us in, uh, in the Gospels, that we were made to love God with all of ourselves and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And so we've been given a purpose. And so when we think about spiritual disciplines and the way in which it will uh, form our character and improve us in some sense, all of that has to be understood in the sense that we, were, we are being formed for a reason, for a purpose, and that mm -hmm. is to love God and love neighbor. So mm -hmm. When it comes to a rule of life then, and all of the spiritual practices as we practice them individually in our lives, we ought to have the orientation towards them that they aren't for me, but they're meant to form me, right? And mm -hmm. so here's, here's the illustration that I used in my sermon, which I thought was fantastic and she agrees, <laughs> uh, is, <laughs> is, is like, uh, it's, the, it's a knife illustration, that we sharpen a knife oh. for a purpose to cut things, right? <laughs> things, things, very good. <laughs> things. We cut things with knives. It's the whole purpose for them being sharpened. So there's no need, no reason to sharpen a knife just to put it back in the drawer, right? Mm -hmm. We sharpen a knife in order to cut meat or soft cheeses, <laughs> if that be the case. And- uh, Hard cheeses too, just soft. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, to each their own. Um, but it, it has a purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And so that, that purpose uh, in a rule of life is not that it would kind of terminate on us. Like we are not the end. We are a tool in the hand of God to be used for the sake of loving God and loving our neighbor. So uh, the, that, that changes a whole bunch of practical implications for it, right? For instance, one of them in particular is that um, oftentimes when we uh, kind of assess the value of a thing, and, and mm -hmm. particularly a spiritual practice, um, we can you know, go away for a day of solitude and uh, come back and somebody goes, well, how was it? That question is a super important question because the answer to the question, how was it, or how is the experience of reading your Bible, or how is the experience of prayer, or how is the experience of generosity, or whatever, our answer to that question will actually reveal a lot about what we think that thing is for, mm -hmm. okay? So if a rule of life, and specifically you know, a spiritual discipline like let's say silence and solitude, um, if that is for us primarily, 
then we would judge our experience of it based on how it made us feel, mm -hmm. uh, what we what we felt or what we experienced in that moment. Like, do we feel this this uh, overwhelming sense of the love of God? Now, and I'm not mocking that. Like, we want to feel this overwhelming sure, yeah. sense of the love of God, but if what these purposes or what these practices are, the purpose of the practices is to form us into tools in the hands of God uh, to, uh, to love our neighbor and to love God, then that changes the way we think about what they're doing to us and how we assess them, right? We would assess them in, in a way of saying, uh, is, am I better prepared now? Like, has it moved me in a way to better love my neighbor? Or do I love God more as a result of um, spending time in the word or in, in prayer? Rather than like, did I learn something? Did I have an epiphany? Sure. Yeah. Did I have some mm -hmm. crazy spiritual experience? Just, just answering a totally different question about what these things are for, okay? So uh, that's a huge piece. When we sit in these spiritual disciplines to remember, they're not for me. Mm -hmm. They're to form me into the kind of thing I was created to be. Yeah, so we talked last week a little bit about how it's not behavior modification, it's character yeah. formation. Um, but what happens when you don't have that character? Like you're not there, you haven't been formed into that person. Where do I start? Yep, great question. And uh, it, it I, the way I think about it is like kind of like a, a, a cycle or a, um, like a, a spinning wheel. It, it's got to get going mm -hmm. in order to, to kind of be going, to see the effects of it. Now, what gets that going is a, a first order, or to use the Latin, a priori uh, <laughs> conviction. She's Here all about goes. the Latin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a conviction about what you are meant to be, what your telos is, okay? And so you're able to then identify, okay, um, that's what I'm meant to be, and then be able to see yourself rightly and honestly and go, and this is what I am today, mm -hmm. and there's a gap, right? Yeah. So one of my favorite verses I use all the time in my preaching is Mark uh, chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. Jesus' first words in the Gospel of Mark where he says, the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe the gospel. Okay, so he goes, listen, reality is in front of you, okay? The kingdom of God is, in, is before you. And, and the only right response that we have when, when kind of confronted with the reality of the kingdom of God is to repent mm -hmm. and believe. To acknowledge who we are in light of the kingdom of God. We're presented with the ideal. We're, we're kind of faced with our telos. We see ourselves rightly in, in reflection of it, which is less than and, and not meeting that that kind of kingdom tell us mm -hmm. and then we turn that repentance we're turning our lives to orient them around the gospel or in this case um, what we've been called to so the best illustration i have for this is um, when it comes to health okay mm -hmm. and i uh, am always kind of dieting in a new way or trying new <laughs> things because i because they always fail and so i'm always thinking about okay I know what I want to be. I know the kind of health that I want to experience. And I know where I am. I can see the gap really clearly. Mm -hmm. And so I have to start by seeing that, being convicted by having a, a true, not just like spiritual sense of conviction, but a true commitment to what I'm called to be and how I fall short. Then that 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 conviction gives you the, the energy you need to establish some rhythms, to establish some, some, some like walls around your behavior at the beginning mm -hmm. 
to institute those practices yeah. at the beginning, right? And then as you institute those practices, then those practices shape and form you. And if you force yourself to eat enough salads in the first couple of weeks, then all of a sudden you kind of like salads. It's magic. Uh, and then you become the kind of person who eats salads. And that's not the kind of person any of us really want to be <laughs> or like, but we know it's best for us. So uh, we have to keep our eyes on the prize there. So um, that slowly shapes and forms us into the kind of person that instead of eating donuts and, and hamburgers like we would want to be, uh, we <laughs> become the kind of person who makes healthy choices. And then that mm-hmm. you know closes that gap between what we are and what we're called to be. Yeah, and I think it's important. We've talked a lot about in terms of seeing who you are as who is God called you to be. Uh, and I, I think that's a cultural tension for us today yeah. because uh, Christ is a very clear picture, has modeled that picture for us. Um, and our society doesn't agree with that. Like the cultural narrative is dream, like whatever you dream, live it, like be who you want to be, create your sense of identity, whatever that needs to be to make you feel fulfilled. Uh, and like that's the ethos in our yeah. culture. Like constantly that's what we're wrestling with. And I think it's important to remember that scripture, that the Bible is gonna call us back to say, like, nope, God has a God has a plan for who you're supposed to be and what you're supposed yeah. to be like. Uh, and that idea is to be like Christ. Yeah. Uh, and so it's it's actually not ambiguous and it's not like, oh, I could be anything. Like, well, no, actually there's there's a pretty clear path forward yeah. if you choose to commit to it. Yeah. I mean the culture basically tells us you are your own telos. Sure, right, yeah. like whatever you think you are is what you are and what you ought to be, which mm-hmm. is just a silly thing. So, yeah, <laughs> silly, it's good silly. word. <laughs> it's just silly. All right, so let's pivot to some practical applications, okay. um, especially in an age of like the COVID pandemic. Like, what does this look like for us to truly love God and love others through a practice of a rule of life? Yeah. So our title for this week is um, that peace needs a focus, right? And so this whole series is Rule for Life, Finding Peace in an Anxious World. And we've talked about a a number of things. We have planned to talk about a number of things that peace needs, right? Mm -hmm. That we have to find in order to find peace. And uh, so the first one was peace needs a rule. And now this one is peace needs a focus. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. The focus can't be you. Yeah. It can't be me for me. It can't be you for you. Mm-hmm. It can't be you for you, right? <laughs> so peace needs a focus and it can't be you. As mm-hmm. long as the focus is on you, you will never find peace because everything becomes about you. Mm-hmm. Every event matters insofar as yeah. it affects you. Every comment is has the potential to either be a slight to you or a lifeline of a compliment, like Mm -hmm. everything hangs on how it affects you and is it about you? And that is death. It's death because it's just this never ending treadmill of Mm -hmm. self-obsession that you will never find peace through. Yeah, absolutely. as we think about kind of a, a practice that relates to that, do you, like what would you recommend people think through? Yeah, so uh, let's take prayer for instance um, and, and how we can kind of keep our focus not on ourselves in the midst of prayer, right? So I use the acronym ACTS, A-C-T-S for my prayer for the most part. And at, that is adoration, A for adoration, C for confession, T for thanksgiving, S for supplication. Uh, just we all use that word today. <laughs> asking for things. And so um, what's, what I love about this framework is that the beginning is about God, adoration. Mm-hmm. I, I talk about God first. Talk to God about God. The middle two are about me, but they are confession, what's wrong with me, 
and thanksgiving about how everything good in my life is actually a gift from God. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then supplication, the, the asking um, ought to be, and, and I try to make it a practice to make those asks about other people. Right. So even in the form of my prayer, I start with God and I adore God. I, when I do talk about me, it's confession and thanksgiving, mm -hmm. right? So acknowledging my limitations and acknowledging the grace that I've received. And then the supplication is about others, right? So if, if uh, prayer were about me and a rule of life were about me, then that framework would look really different, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, I would spend a lot of time and, and have in various seasons of my life spent most of my prayer time talking about me. God, I need, God, will you please, yeah. God, I've got this problem. Will you solve this for me? Right? Like that's the orientation of self when it comes to this practice of prayer. So every one of the spiritual practices has the opportunity for us to go to it with a selfward orientation or a God and other word orientation. And, and that is where we will find peace to the yeah. degree we can pray with that in mind that God, we are made for God and others. Uh, man, we will find peace in our prayer time. Yeah, and it feels really important, especially in an age where most of us are working from home. So like all of routine yeah. has been disrupted. Like the, the structure of any given day is no longer what that day used to be like. Uh, and I think that's what highlights the need for like a rule of life overall, having that structure, but also really thinking about what that then adds to the opportunity to create margin, to create space for those types of practices. Um, and making sure that the way that we work, the way that we even think about our day and the time that we're spending um, could be one that has an orientation towards God and others, not towards just ourselves. Because I even caught myself this week, like I'm working from home and then I think about like, oh, like I just went eight hours like in the zone working on stuff and didn't take that kind of pause to, to step out of it and say like, hey, this isn't about me. This isn't about what I'm trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I think it's even important, maybe more so now when all of routine has already been disrupted, that if we aren't cautious, we can fall into habits and patterns that are not gonna orient us towards God and others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and especially when there's like a scary external stimulus that we would uh, respond by, you know, kind of reaching for self-protection mm -hmm. and I gotta focus on me and take care of me in this moment. So yeah, the other example of this I thought of is um, so many parents are stuck at home with kids and that can feel stuck like- Stuck at home with their lovely children. <laughs> It can feel more like prison inmates, uh, and uh, let's just be honest about that. And so uh, when we think about doing spiritual practices in a moment when we are home with our wonderful offspring, um, is uh, that we would do those practices for their sake, right? Mm -hmm. And that doesn't just mean praying that they would not be so awful, um, but it means praying in such a way that you would grow in patience, mm -hmm. right? Um, reading the scriptures in the morning, even when it's crazy and chaotic and all of this, stopping to open your Bible and maybe while your kids are eating breakfast and doing it so they can see you doing it and see that you know that in order to make it through the day, you need that anchor of scripture. Mm -hmm. And so even that can be an orientation towards other. Yeah. I'm thinking kind of lastly, the idea of even the way that we care for people right now, when you cannot physically be around all of the same people that you might used to have been around, that, that highlights for us perhaps just a need to think about the ways that we then love and care for people uh, in our own spaces, but still for them. Like yeah. I think the social distancing can make us feel really isolated and then it just automatically becomes all centered around me. Yeah. Um, but instead think about, yeah, like what are the ways that I can do different practices? So is it 
um, committing to a, a practice of fasting to remind myself like I desperately need God and allowing him to kind of use that space to care for others, uh, remind us that it's not about us type of thing. Yeah. Um, the, a practice of simplicity, like creating margin in your life, whether that's in time or in money so that you can be generous. And so that's maybe FaceTiming friends that you haven't checked in on a while who you know maybe just lost a job or have been laid off and you now have margin. You've, you've made your life more simple so that you could love them better in yeah. those moments. Um, and I think that's just the other important piece to consider in an age where things are very different. Yeah. Um, but rather than turning that all in on ourselves and throwing a pity party because we wanted to go on that trip and now we can't, mm -hmm. like, no, what does it look like to orient back towards God and others? Yeah, and nobody wants to come to your pity party. So um, <laughs> one of the things, just to build on what you said really quickly, fasting uh, as an intentional practice to remind ourselves that some people are being really negatively impacted by this uh, coronavirus thing. Mm -hmm. Even if you aren't, reminding yourself by putting in a practice of weekly fasting, fast a meal, feel the hunger, let that remind you to pray for those who are you know, being impacted by this. So yeah, so let's close yep. with a couple of quick thoughts. One of the things I'm a big believer in is having um, little, for lack of a better word, little mantras or little questions that I ask myself um, in moments of temptation or the moments where I specifically am tempted to make things about me. And so I'll say things to myself like, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about you. And, and I'm saying that to myself and to you. It's not about you either. Um, but rem having those little moments, right? So I, I pray the Jesus prayer a lot, which is, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And it's meant to be prayed repetitively. They call it breath prayers because you can say it in one breath fancy like that. And, uh, and, but they become really easy reminders, like mm -hmm. quick questions or statements to ask ourselves um, to, to kind of reorient us quickly back to the truth about what we know up here that we were made for God and others, um, which can be so often at odds with what we feel in the moment. Mm -hmm. So having those things can be super important to us. Absolutely. So thanks for tuning in with us this week. Wherever you're watching this content, engage with us, let us know what you think, uh, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. To see our show notes and other episodes, head to iconchurch.org slash leadership podcast.